Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about living forever. Is it scientifically possible in the future? Where are we at now with things you can do to try and live longer? And ethically, does this even make sense? It's a controversial subject. And if facts can be tense, where I shall shine to make things make sense. Oh, what did we learn this week? Whew. I realized my what did you learn this week should have been used for our breastfeeding episode. Oh. It's about babies. Oh, um, go off, sis. It's pretty good. Okay. How do you calm a crying baby? A rock a baby. <laughs> a new study just came out that might have found a really good sort of solution or formula. So previous research has shown. Re-churcher. Yeah, I can never say that word. Research. Previous research <laughs> has re- shown. You freaking loser research? <laughs> like what are we going back to church? We're going to re-church? I'm going to kill you. Um, okay, so carrying a crying baby soothes them and slows down their heart rate. So previous okay. research has found that but what they realized is like quick movements like turning around or when you put them down into the crib they often start crying again so you're able to like stop them but then as soon as you like let go of them they just start crying again so this study found that carrying a crying infant for about five minutes yeah. specifically then <clears throat> sitting for at least another five to eight minutes can calm and lull the baby into his sleep hmm. long enough that from sitting, you put them into bed uh, and they had heart monitors on the babies. And when they followed this method, their heart wouldn't race again. So, so like, don't go from holding baby right to bed. You have to sit. Yeah, it was like chill. too much of a movement and maybe too fast. It's like once they calm, you sit for five to eight minutes because they realized that when you put a baby into the crib, uh, if it's from standing or too soon, the heart rate, even before they start crying, their heart rate starts pounding again. Hmm. So you want to wait, take your time. Um, and yeah, babies who sat less than five minutes, their heart rate would accelerate as they were placed down. So obviously this is just sort of a suggestion. It's not a fix-all or magic wand, as we say in science. <laughs> um, but it's worth Wait, trying. what? I don't get that. A magic wand, as we say in science. I mean, it's like, we don't say that in science. Oh, oh! I thought I was like, do we? Like, well, what? you know, no. There's a lot. It's a common phrase. Be like, it's not a magic wand. Like, it doesn't. Like, so, like this solution that we find in science doesn't is not a mag- solve everything. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a bit of a. What do you say? Yeah, and I, that also requires time. But how how long are you sitting with them? Another I think at first minutes? the walk was five minutes and then the sit was five to eight minutes. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? There you go. That's a 12 minute. Well, girl, if you wanted to sleep and stop crying. Yeah. Fair, fair. I'm just saying it's like, I bet a lot and of people. And also your baby might be like hungry or something. So yeah, like, you yeah, have to consider all those it. things. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's interesting. That's cool. That's a smart thing to study. That's a that's a grabber. True. Put that on an Instagram image and post it. If you <laughs> were a mummy blog. <laughs> oh, true. no, like I'm saying that's Why such not a, a daddy vlog or daddy vlog vlog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Daddy vlog. Can't that's think of cute. anything worse. Oh, <laughs> no, I think that'd be cute if there was like a single dad who vlogged in a cute way. You no, know? But you're right. Vlogging no, family. Yeah never cute to me what if they side note (laughs) no you're right actually like vlogging family scary biggest red flag yeah biggest red flag you know how you go on youtube you ever heard of it it's like how we make a living (laughs) i know weird to me too because i don't really watch it but whenever i go to trending i'm like every single one of these thumbnails is absolutely doesn't register in my head (laughs) and there's always one like family yeah. Like the the Randersons or something, right. and it's like four. It's like a literal nuclear family, and they're like, we. I don't even know. It'll no, be like I know. we. Uh, it's also dark behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm one of those families, and I will not say who we were at an event with recently. And I actually am going to take this offline, but there were some very big red flags for me. Wow. About, I about need to hear about that. 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 It was just. I think in general. Have you told me this or no? I no. Like it just. It just came back to me. In this oh moment. my god. I'll tell you about it. But and I. I don't even remember the family name. I'd never watched their thing. But the interaction between yeah. the husband and wife at this event scared me. Because like think about a momager. At least in the past, it was like now mm-hmm. you're gonna go perform and like do a stand. And it was like now practice it's like, your craft. But now, now it's like, like oh you're actually gonna be funny on camera right now. Yeah. Oh my god. And it every makes me day, scared when I'm even all day. <sighs> Oh daily vlogging. Yeah, that's actually remember when you thought daddy vlog was cute. <laughs> okay, what the hell did you learn? Okay, I learned about why you can't tickle yourself. <laughs> okay, oh, did you hear that? Oh, was that it a was kid? a dog? Hopefully, no, not vlogging. Oh, okay, yeah. Ernie stirred out of his bed. Wow, we, we heard a dog bark outside the door. Ernie, He's you're there, so buddy. simple. Like he, Come you could here. tell he didn't even want to get yeah. up. It was just like he heard a bark and now his <laughs> tail's wagging. It's like you're so He's so tired. <laughs> okay. So the reason you can't tickle yourself from a physiological perspective. So it's obviously not obviously, but it's about the surprise. Mm-hmm. And so your cerebellum, if you start to t- tickle yourself, it'll literally like your cerebellum is part of the brain. Sorry, That's a that. really nice kid's name. Cerebellum. Yeah. Yeah. That is a nice kid's name. Is it? Let's start. Are we going to be the most annoying parents? No. Cerebellum. Cerebellum, and you can call him Bell. Or you Bellum, can call him Sarah. And it could be a guy too. Belly. <laughs> True. Love it. I actually like it. So <laughs> Cerebellum is a part of your brain. Processes movement. Oh my God. Drag name. Cerebellum. Yeah. Done. <laughs> okay. Wow. Why can't you tickle yourself? Okay. So the Cerebellum, your drag name, processes <laughs> movement, also cognition, but like in your head, think about movement. It filters like the relevant inputs. And when you're tickling yourself, they found in your brain, it essentially just stops the firing to continue past the cerebellum. Okay. Whereas like when other people tickle you, your cerebellum isn't able to decrease sensation and your brain starts to fire all over. Like in the uh, somatis sensory like cortex, loses control, kind of? the anterior cingulate cortex, it like sends out all these like messages to the brain and, and you start laughing and you feel ticklish. So they were able to be like, okay, like literally just when you do it to yourself, your cerebellum's like, I know what's happening. And it kind of just like doesn't send signals yeah. to other parts of the brain. And there's two types of tickling. One's called nismesis, which is light touch and feathery, which I hate. Oh, I love nismesis. And then also the, a beautiful drag or daughter name. Yeah. Or fun. <laughs> the other's gargalesis, which would be my drag oh, name. Oh my God, gargalesis. That is your drag yeah, name. Yeah, and it's heavier, more rhythmic tickling. That's part of playful situations. I'm like, that's what I like. I like heavy rhythmic touch. You but that's like a kind nismesis. of tickling. Like I can have a hard time picturing a tickling that's hard. Like Are oh aggressive. Oh like, that, like, ah, like that. No, but this is actually talking about like 
it's linked to tickling, but it's also now about different just types touch. of touch. Okay. Like, yeah. So like Nismesis is light feathery touch. Literally reading that, I'm like, I want to barf. And then Gargalesis <laughs> oh is, is the rhythmic, like, that's what I love. Those cannot be the real names. Nis- yeah. Gargalesis. <laughs> so Gargalesis is also seen across like all different types of mammals. And it's like essentially like evolved into play fighting. The laughter signals to the partner that like the touch it's is okay. okay. And just to distinguish it from real Which fighting. Which is funny because sometimes you're like trying to breathe and actually in pain and you yeah, can't stop and, you can't. and you're laughing, but you're like, I'm in pain. Yeah. <laughs> and they think But I guess also, if it actually hurt, you would stop. Yeah. It's exa- ticklish. Exactly. Like as soon when as you, it physically hurts, you yeah. would then be like, stop. And when you stop, like people like, you can, I can picture like someone getting tickled and all of a sudden like it not being they funny. Yeah. yeah. But they, they think that like, Gargalesis <laughs> and this type of tickling and play is important for muscle development, stress relief, and social skills. Like it's evolved. Like if you think about like kids, it's like you're able to wrestle and almost like yeah. have your kids learn how to like move their bodies. Yeah. By and how to interact and with somebody else and understand limits of like what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I was, That's cool. I was like less thinking about limits and more thinking about oh, like fair. Your own when body. I like tickle and play with like my nephew, it's like you're, you're, you're not fighting, but you're like using your mouth. You're getting tired. You're like learning how you're essentially like working out. Uh, It is a workout, but it's fun. And it's that kind of like tickle attack. Yeah. But in the past, like when you were hunter gatherers, maybe you would have to learn how to fight, but how do you learn how to fight without hurting each other? You play fight. I have a weird thing to say, and I don't know if I should say it on the pod, but I'm just going to drag the family. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, it's like about tickling. Sometimes I don't know if you do this when I have to pee. I tickle my neck and then it makes me pee. Nope. Wow, Mitch. Okay. Is that weird? Um, no, no. I go like, like does it not? Because c- c- cancel. Oh, why am I canceled? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, because I've been. That's that's fully like. No, because you know how you get like shivers sometimes when you pee. You don't get shivers. Yeah, you can try and explain it for sure, but like I'm. Sometimes if I, you know, like sometimes I only have to pee a little. Like if I have to pee you really tickle bad. Tickle your neck. Yeah, if I have to. Nismesis. If yeah, if I have to pee really bad, I wouldn't do this. But sometimes before bed, I'm like, I want to squeeze out whatever's in there, and so I'll stand in front of the toilet and like just do this. Oh my god, oh my god. I literally hate that. I'm and like it, watching it, like. You do- it relaxes me, I think. Maybe that's what it is. It helps me to like push out oh, otherwise to, like, small pee. I just picture the pee. Like I picture like my bladder and I picture like the valves opening and then it like comes out. But you're not supposed to do that. Someone told us that. No, it was more like you're not. Pee. It wasn't that. It was oh. that you should not like. So I'm somebody who has like an overactive bladder and like every time before I leave the house or go on a cart or whatever, I'm always peeing just because I want to be safe. And they they were saying, this is an anecdote, by the way, that they were told that can kind of train your bladder to need to pee more often than it actually has to. Mm. So they were like, it's actually better to hold it, not not to a, a level of discomfort at all, but like if you don't need to pee, don't force yourself to pee. That That's anecdotal. I've never actually looked I'm into. I'm writing it down as an episode. It's going to be called How to Pee. <laughs> okay. Because I've heard like things that like when I think about it, I'm like people have been like, that's bad for different reasons. So I want to get to the bottom of I that. I can't imagine it's bad then, unless uh, you actually have a problem or a condition that's causing you to be all the time. But I think a lot of these conditions come in the future that like you might be doing also holding your pee is not that good either. Okay. You're just, you're just yelling because you yelling. tickle your neck and pee <laughs> and now you're not supposed to. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm, we're going to get to the bottom of that in another episode. Okay. Break but time. like I, I also, okay. Like thinking of your neck, like light touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, I love no, what I, I hate it so much. Know how you shave my neck. Yeah, I like we have hair on the back of our necks. Embarrassing. We're you know, old, and then you men. have to, and then you have to like um take the hair off. Yeah, the way that you do it is nismesis. You'll be like you'll be like 
Oh my god, the way you do it like, like hurts me. Exactly. And then like it honestly, it makes it like sends shivers <laughs> down my spine. It's like fight or flight. It's like I like I feel like one day, like if I didn't like love you and know you well enough, I would punch you in the <laughs> oh face. It makes god. me and then when I do it to you, I always overcorrect. You like and I, hurt like, me. I'm yeah. like getting it off because I'm like the like thought scraping it. of like nismesising your neck makes me want to like throw up. We have You're such sick. opposite ways of touch, which is so bad for but opposites attract. No. But it's bad. No, it is bad. And yeah, no, it's not good. I like <laughs> I like hard and rhythmic. You like, like soft, soft and feathery. <laughs> but feathery is not the opposite of rhythmic. <laughs> that's just the that's the way that yeah, they're like, defined I in this book. I love being gently tickled. Oh, oh my god, my I can't even say it. Back. It's so nice. Oh my god, this oh, is my bad. head head scratch, but like a gentle. Okay, no, I need that. Oh, hard deep head. I don't scratch. mind if it's hard too. Like if it's sometimes it, as long as it's intentional and not like <clears throat> chaotic, you know. But like a massage, I like it. To yeah, be I want firm, a massage that's hard. But I don't like when someone's just kind of like. <laughs> if someone me. was light feathery touching me as a massage, I would piss myself and, and run out of. <laughs> I would flip the massage table, pee, and run out of the building. Okay. Uh, okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles made with sweat-wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash side note and use the code side note for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash side note and use code side note at checkout. Again, that's bombas.com slash side note and use the code side note. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So, Mitchell, Ryan Moffat, you would live forever. Is this true or are you trolling me? I would choose to live forever, yes. I know this is what this is what prompted us to want to do this episode because wow. we were chatting about this before. You're serious. Obviously, I'm not saying there aren't like pitfalls or downfalls, you know. I love Lord of the Rings and they actually talk about this. They actually capture this <laughs> moment because Arwen can live forever. Who's Arwen? And she she's like the she's Liv Tyler, is that her name? Liv Taylor? Liv Tyler. Is that Steve Tyler's name? daughter. Yes. Yeah. And she can live forever and is choosing to marry a mortal man and her dad's like, You're gonna be depressed when everyone you know here, if you don't go to these beautiful undying lands, 
then you're going to have everyone you know die and you're going to be so lonely and you're just going to linger. Wait, why can't you go to the lands with him? It's like she has to choose. Are you staying here for this man or are you coming okay. to heaven with us? This is why the Lord of the Rings movies, in my opinion, are not that good. Because uh, I... That's me. How the hell was that explained? I watched that. You you know what you know what Greg says? He says he watched it. You know what he did? Talked on phone? No, listen. I mean, you got to you know I was making... Yeah, there's, there's nothing really laughing, funny things. But sometimes an important... I was moment. never on my phone. Okay, you weren't on your phone. Never say that. That was not I true. I had friends over for Lord of the Rings. They speak in weird language. Okay, but how come I understand it? You Wikipedia'd it when you were a kid. <laughs> no, I didn't. They fully explained it. There's a whole montage of him. He lies to her. He doesn't tell her. She starts going to the Undying Lands, and then she... He's he's like he sees the future. I'm sorry, we're gonna talk about living forever. Uh, no, but science like this, soon, like, but see, Mitch, you're already lost me. Like you just tried to explain it. Sorry, to me okay. I was cutting back to let you know more. Her father can see the future. He tells what? her how did I didn't know that he's a magical elf. Okay, he's been alive for like thousands of years. He's like I've seen your future. It's sad. He dies eventually. You are here forever, depressed. Please come with me to go to heaven. Basically, what it's does not she heaven. Do? She starts going, and then she has a vision of their kid and she's like you comes back she's like you told me there'd only be sadness and pain but there's a life and then she stays because she's like i'm choosing to like love and then have children and so like, she's just gonna live forever her kid's gonna die her husband's gonna die yeah and yeah, I, so that's maybe what i'm saying was I like, know you didn't that. really think this one through <laughs> yeah you're gonna enjoy your kid for while the kid's alive but then your kid's gonna die whatever which brings me back to living forever okay let's actually that's talk about living your kid that's so hard i mean Yes, obviously there is a difference <laughs> if no one else can live forever. Like that's that's question. kind of what I think. But when the, I think of the philosophical question of living forever, it's and not, I do okay. I'm not right. I'm not so hardcore one way. If I actually had to make the choice, it would be to live a long time, but maybe not forever. Because I do think n- the inevitability of death is what creates the preciousness of life. And if you knew you couldn't die or were living forever, like that would be very consequential in the mm-hmm. way life feels. And you would just like have such a skewed outlook of everything. Yeah. Right. And like I'm not be... saying that's not true. And I, I have obviously can't actually face that because this will never happen. Well, you know, well, but you, I, but you but... are like the ones we were asked this in front of Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I remember his reaction to you was so intense. Cause I was like, I think he was really fascinated by your answer because I think so like it, it is a it is a hot like a pretty hot take to say like I don't think it's I yes. think I think it's I don't know how to say this like it feels like th- there's potentially nothing absolutely zero after this so it's like why would you choose to let go of the only thing you have which is living that's well, kind of where I guess I come it's from. kind of like is that the only thing you have that's the question and well I, I, guess, I would say obviously people who believe in an afterlife it'd be a much easier decision for them to say like if i believed in an afterlife i would be like oh well, i'm happy to go to heaven wait do people <laughs> who believe in an afterlife think they're living forever no they kind w- of oh yes right. like their soul lives forever yeah yeah right how does that work like when did when did heaven stop being like the cream cheese Philadelphia lady? When like, did it stop being? Well, it feels like <laughs> I, I don't know. That's I feel like, like your vision of what it always was. No, like <laughs> isn't it like you're in a cloud? You're like going to like the grocery store, but it's like a cloud grocery store, and you're just like living life, but it's heaven. Is that like kind it's of not literally what crazy that people believe that? But then I'm like, is I'm like, is that actually what, when you said soul and all those things? I'm like, oh yeah, it's more deep than that. It's not it's like different for everyone. I think some people think. believe that literally, and I think some people believe in a different way 
that they're they might just be at peace like whether or not they believe they're conscious i don't know yeah but if you're conscious yeah are you just floating around or are you like in a town that's in the clouds yeah yeah no i know (laughs) being in a town in the clouds i'm like sign me up well i'll bring up a little fact so there are some animals that seemingly can live forever there are some that just live for a really long time so you know there's like sharks and like eels whales right whales that don't get cancer or whatever like their cells develop in a different way but hydra vulgaris has evolved which is kind of like a a jellyfish yeah it probably is (laughs) um has evolved to defy senescence which is like cells Mm. dying basically um they obviously die in the wild, like things eat them, but in labs, they seemingly live forever. Wow. And it's because they're primarily made up of stem cells, so they can hmm. constantly divide and make new cells, and then their old cells are discarded. Oh, there are some longevity bros who are studying that mofo For in a sure. Lab. And that's the only, so like when I, and I know we're going to do an Alan Watts podcast eventually, but he has a lot of really interesting things on, you know, a lot of people are scared of death, and I think for him, he's like, you cannot have life without death. Like it, yeah. it has no, not that it just has no meaning. It's like they are one in the same. Like life doesn't exist without death and mm-hmm. you need that to like be able to appreciate it. I really need to do mushrooms again. <laughs> like I, I feel, no, because I really am like. Just I, listen to Alan Watts. It's no, the same I will. Thing. I will. And I will listen to Alan Watts on mushrooms. But I'm like, there is, it's like you do need to reset your brain with mushrooms every once in a while. Because I'm right now being like, oh God, I want to live forever. I want to live forever. But it's like eat some mushrooms, you have an ego death, and then you're like, no, I do want to die. Like, it's beautiful. It can be beautiful, and I think, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but um, when I don't know why humans, I just went there. I just realized I, I, today yeah, I was okay. like, I want to do mushrooms. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, humans do have stem cells as well. They can repair. Certain parts of our bodies can repair and generate mm-hmm. almost like indefinitely. You have the liver, which people often know. It's like if it's damaged, it actually can regrow and yeah. go back Cancer to Cancer kind of, of the liver. That's yeah. a rare one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like very few things in the body are made like permanently of stem cells. And because humans have cells that need to do more than just divide, like we basically, our cells commit to a function. And if they're gonna, they have to lose their ability to like continuously divide in order to be functional. Mm -hmm. Because the metaphor for life, like that's like why. So what is the metaphor? What? Like it's like, it's like our cells are designed like in order to work properly during life, they have to die. Does that make sense? I suppose. Do you know what but, I mean? Like, but then it's, it's, there. There is this creature, this sort of like jellyfish. Yeah, maybe that, that one's, doesn't. That so, one's like, maybe allowed, it's got it right. That one's fine. That one's allowed to. It's natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's natural for us to live forever, but I would. I would. Okay, would you extend your life by a hundred years? A hundred years. And, and oh. also, this is always considering that you're healthy, able, able to move, able to think. Like, Honestly, if no. you could be this body no. for an extra hundred years, no, because. Okay, That's so the thing that I think psycho. about is like my kids. Like I just don't want to watch my kids die. That might and happen even if you. I know that would be so, and I will deal with that then. I'm saying I don't want to guarantee that. I don't want to be around without like my family and friends. Like I just think it would be so lonely that I'd rather not. And I do think the world's gonna get so much worse. Oh, I mean, so those I'm are just like that's yeah. like my that's my pessimistic outlook on like the future of humanity, which is like maybe not fair. But I'm kind of like thinking of my life and I'm like, that's a good, it's a good little margin <laughs> for like, you know, how bad things are going to get. And I just think you've just fallen into the trap of what you know, though, because why would, oh why would, God. what are you thinking you're going to live to like 80 something? Is that what you predict? Like, I hope. So then it's like, then you're just, you just, you just have 
a structure around what yeah. you think life is Alan that you Watts aren't able to break out of that. it. I'm trying to like make But like if if it was natural for humans to live to 150, then you would probably be like, I would, yeah, year. that'd be great because then I would assume my lifespan and my kids' lifespan and everything mm. would be would be right now it's designed in a way so it's not about your life it's about the suffering that comes from seeing people around you yeah die. yes okay. yeah 1000 percent. it's like if i get an extra 100 years and no one else does i'm like that to what if me. everyone does if everyone does you yes do oh my god if, if all of a sudden everything gets like prolonged yes the answer is yes so if everything gets prolonged to forever um if everyone starts to live forever and not wait and, what do you mean and no one gives birth ever again no not that, but because, just like but then there's no space for everything. no. Let's just say we're like colonizing other plants, planets. So now we're colonizers. No, I know that is bad. That's a bad thing. But like, it's probably gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, colonization comes with the need for this to happen. Um, we're colonizing other planets. Like we're we have all space. No one's forever. like ever. We're not like so overcrowded on Earth or something. Are you gonna do it? Um, or everyone I'm has the choice to have a the pill. Harder time. Everyone has the choice. <laughs> that's also really scary. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting one. If everyone has a choice, cause it's like, okay, fine. No, Scrap I would force, one. I would want everyone to be forced to live. Yeah, and then I could do it. Maybe okay. so I then, couldn't do it if there was a choice. Cause I would do it. Wait, but then you can't way. get hit by a, you can still, get and hit no by one can get hit by a bus. Okay, fine. No one can get hit by a bus. <laughs> okay. But I don't think that is the thought experiment, right? Like, well, it's the one I mean, this is my thought experiment. Sorry, sorry. But I'm like the <laughs> idea of living forever. I, like I feel like it's something like people talk about all the time. It's been brought up like in science classes and stuff. I feel like the idea is not that everyone lives forever. It's that you individually get to live forever, like a vampire in twilight. Yes. Okay. I understand that that would be very lonely. That would be very challenging. And that's not like where my brain goes to when I'm first thinking about hmm. it. It goes to like everyone gets to. Yeah. And just <laughs> like it more goes to, well, what what's the point of dying on purpose? I thought that it was like what Alan Watts said. It's like the most beautiful thing. I you've guess, done your time. Yeah. You've passed but that, on your... I think that's a coping mechanism. Like I agree. And I think it's a beautiful way to think about it because we will die. Yeah. But if we didn't have to, I don't think that has to, that maybe that I don't think that has to be true. Maybe if that's we are... why people say it. Cause they know like you are going to die. Like regardless of mm -hmm. if you say yes or no. And maybe people, it's an easier way to say like, they're trying to I figure out their to. own. Oh, philosophy. that's interesting. There's like a really, like a study that has nothing to do with death, but has to do with people's choices and how, when you are given, like it's like when people buy art and then they're later told they can like buy another one. How, how did this study go? It's like, what? you can choose between these art pieces. Yeah. You buy one and they're actually like, that was not available. We're going to give you this one. Yeah. And then later they let you have the option to switch or to something. Switch back, People are yeah. always less happy when they know they can switch. Huh? And I'm just thinking about death, like, and the way this, maybe this is not related at all. I don't know how I was trying to connect that in my brain, but yeah, people justify when you don't have a choice, you justify what happened and yeah. you make it, Right. So people know they're going to die. And I think as a result, it's actually very comforting to just say, that's what I want. Okay. Well, get into the science. Cause sometimes I think you're someone who's like, there's a way where we won't maybe one day not die. And I'm like, that's impossible. Okay. We disagree. You want that. me to just talk about some, I, w I just wrote down a handful of different things from a book okay. I loved called lifespan. But did you, are we going to talk at all about the lack fee thing? You did a video on that or but that's separate. That's I mean, I haven't like released pill. it yet. Sorry, but I'm like, that's, how did you know about that? I, I told you. sent you the article. It was my idea. 
You sent me the Lackfee thing? I hate you so much. You're lying here, man. Is that when it started? Okay, Mitch like has this memory thing and he does this thing where he forgets things and it's like, when it's these moments, I'm like, you're lying to me. It was my idea of a video and then I sent you all the research because I was like, this would be a great idea and you took it. That's not entirely true. I'll explain more to you off the pod. No, sorry, but my point is like, I've read those articles. Like, I'm so curious about it. So the Lackfee was the new one. Yes, so this was related to yeah exercise in a pill is it not related to longevity though in the sense that no but i mean obviously exercise is tied to longevity yeah like being physically healthy for a longer period of time like working out or being able to have a pill that provides the benefits of working out could potentially make you live longer okay you know it's because you're like have your body's like being kept in a different condition and like mm-hmm. less likely to have like heart attack stroke cancer mm-hmm. those because it's things. pitched in like longevity bro circles as the lacv is like maybe going to be one of the things to help mm-hmm. you live so lacv just to clarify is like an amino acid that they realized it's it's basically like if you exercise and immediately after they test you they're like this this compound which mm-hmm. is like a form of um lactate the stuff that like makes you feel burning when you're exercising Hmm. um this is like in a really high concentration and then Hmm. they've realized like this component is actually providing a lot of the benefits Hmm. of exercise Hmm. and if we can synthesize it in such a way and just give it to people then they don't have to exercise to get that benefit that's interesting um and i think that's really cool and you're right it's like linked to longevity but not entirely so because so much of aging and dying is just the way our cells like develop yeah you know there's science on telomeres and how every time your cell divides these little caps on the end of your dna get shorter and shorter and shorter so cells only have a maximum capacity to divide up to a certain point and then there's like some science on like things that actually slow the shortening of telomeres or or lengthen them so what are those I don't have that handy right now, to be honest. Oh, I thought this. Were, I thought you were going to talk about. No, that. I mean, I just like I'm t- in general like there. <laughs> this field of science is like so huge, obviously. Yeah. Not. I don't just mean in like how much is being studied. I mean in like how much there is to know, and also how much is being blown out of proportion, and how much is also really vague. Yeah, and yeah. we have talked about like cold showers and stuff yeah. like that, and 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 there is some evidence for yeah. like cold exposures to increase life. So. One of the coolest thing I, th- I thought from this book. Again, in rats. Sorry. In rats. In mice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the book's called Lifespan. I think his name is, uh, fuck, what's his name? <laughs> Mitch Moffat. Yeah. You I'm like, Mitch Moffat wrote it. No, I'll get his It'll come to me. David St. Clair. I think that's his name. Wow. Um, and oh, what was I going to say? I had something very specific I was going to say. You, <gasps> we were talking about. Oh, okay. Actually, a lot of it, a chapter that I learned the most from, and hopefully we've shared this already, is like about hormesis. Like this idea that yeah. when you stress when your body. When you're horny. Out, <laughs> it, no, I'm <laughs> When you stress your body out in certain ways, it can be good. Exercise being the quintessential example. And the, the sort of like biology behind it is it actually triggers a bunch of events in your body. So, um, like longevity genes, things that then go and like clean up cells and like help, um, like minimize delete deletions in your genes and like the things that often lead to aging when you're pushing through these things, you basically like wake up a bunch of like, it's like epigenetics, right? Um, like you're tri- ex- are picturing exercise, exercise, but what are other the, stressors, other stressors, cold, and hot they have some more evidence for cold than they do for hot but like putting your body in cold situations on a short term obviously cold can be really dangerous can trigger those same longevity genes um intermittent fasting is a huge one that's why yeah. it's become so popular I know. when i was reading that like lack fee stuff it was like 
wow intermittent fasting the science is like pretty in it, it is it's the science isn't as like it's not right it's not gonna just like make you live forever yeah and it's not um even like guaranteed but like <laughs> the science is leaning towards like if you it's it's leaning towards fasting for like 16 hours a day is like going to and even so they've done like kind of mass studies on cultures that naturally calorie restrict mm -hmm. whether that's because of like religious beliefs or cultural practices this doesn't mean they're doing it all year round necessarily but um those cultures yeah. are generally healthier and have longer life for sure and also like um move like move just in general movement like whenever they study the people who like live past 100 although that living past 100 thing so genetic Oh, totally. I know. I was like, when I, I, I was like, sad. yeah, like when I was reading about living forever, it was like so much of those what are the centenarians or whatever. Yeah. Um, sorry. The reason I'm giving an eye roll is because when you read about this stuff, you realize there's so many Silicon Valley dudes that are like obsessed <laughs> with this from like a capitalist. Like all that. Yeah. But it's like so many of the people, it's genetics. When they study centenarians, their kids are centenarians and their right. kids. It's like you realize there's like genetics being passed through that you can't just like buy. Mm hmm. But on top of that, it was like a lot of places. Obviously, the Mediterranean diet is one of them, but it's mm -hmm. just, it's just places where the environment was that they moved around, they walked. They mm -hmm. literally like didn't have cars. They they like had to grocery shop. And, totally. Like, just honestly, a lot of like small villages where it's like you just have to walk, move. Yeah. yeah move. No. Obviously, movement is so important. Even like standing um, up. Every that's why I do have a video coming out about an exercise pill because it's obviously just so fascinating. And yeah. Not that it's trying to encourage people not to move, but we live in a world that's becoming increasingly hard. more stagnant. Yeah. And also, there's lots of legitimate reasons why people can't exercise. They're busy. It's an affluence issue. Yeah. It could also be like related to people who are recovering from surgeries. Are there pills that we can give yeah. that mimic exercise when you are elderly because you're losing muscle mass and bone density. So there's lots I'm of like, like so annoyed about the, the intermittent fasting thing because I get migraines. Mm. Listen to our migraine app or migraine if you're British. Migraine. Great episode in the sense that it helped me so much with my migraines and understanding them. And it's like, I need to keep consistency and I need to keep glucose levels. Yeah. Like, like it might be stay. interesting for you. I don't know how you would get there, but I think everyone's body has their own like threshold. system, but I think most bodies are able to adapt over time. So I think the yeah. problem just is, go through a bunch of migraines as I fast. No, that's what you don't want to do. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I bet you could eventually create a system where you're bit by bit eating mm -hmm. a little later to not trigger a migraine and like maybe one day yeah. you, your body will be like oh i'm able to go this long well without food it was crazy because the migraine episode is all about consistency and we talked about caffeine i always wake up and have a coffee and i have one at like 9 a.m <laughs> i'm like drake i'm like sorry <laughs> i just admit that i get up around nine <laughs> and then around like 1 p.m the other day slept in had to be somewhere i didn't have a coffee till 11 at, and at 10 45 i'm not kidding grabbing the coffee I start getting the migraine glow. It was like, oh my God, I was biking. I was panicking. I was pushing it and it happened. It was like, this is the caffeine yeah. thing. Like it's, mm. it's really interesting how, how tied to once your... I figured out again, listen to the migraine episode, how they worked it. it and I was thinking about with fasting because like with four o'clock comes and I haven't had dinners coming late. It's like, I always have like a granola bar. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to like risk to that. risk yeah. my glucose levels, like fluctuating. But it's like, that's actually when they talk about it, a lot of it is like, you know, just spacing out your meals and not mm -hmm. snacking and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, Oh God. I mean, it would be interesting to see what would happen if you experimented slowly, but surely to change. Cause it's kind of like 
it's like going to another time zone and it takes a long time for your yeah, body to adjust, right? right? right. And if I'm you, never going to do that. But if you like that. slowly adjust it <laughs> yeah. to a new night schedule, I don't, like, I don't, the funny you don't need to, but I'm like, I'm li- making this as the excuse why I can't intermittent fast. Like I can't intermittent <laughs> fast because I don't want to, because I'm like, that sounds like the worst thing ever. I would just yeah. love food. Who cares? The, a really cool way it was described to me, this is going back to hormesis. So that like small stress, because obviously large stress damages cells and can actually do mm-hmm. damage to your body. But it was like, a law of aging is related to DNA repair genes that are that are like being distracted. So when there isn't DNA damage in your body, they can focus on like more important things basically. But as you age, your body has like more mutations, more things mm. that this DNA damage like repair system is like looking after. Huh. And as a result, it can't focus on like as concretely so what's the stress doing it's helping the stress is like making it focus on other parts of Uh, you yeah it also is like triggering certain hormones like again i debated how like deep to get into this the book is so fascinating and it's like so in-depth and it's like every chapter is about a different thing that kind of happens um and so there's so many different hormones and drugs that they're testing realizing like oh this mimics that doesn't testosterone just like kill you well yeah (laughs) um like it is like literally why men live like shorter for some reason like people inject themselves with it to get muscles like yeah see you later um but you also brought up the genetic thing which i find interesting because uh epigenetics you know i feel like when we were first in biology there's this conversation about like evolution and how genes get passed down and how there was like Lamarckian theories that got really rejected about like how yeah. when you, if your parents act a certain way yeah. or in certain environments that shouldn't actually affect Or like you. the metaphor that I would like that teachers would use. And I remember when I was teaching, it was like the giraffe, like the giraffe neck got longer, not because the giraffe like, pushed like stretched, stretched its, its neck. neck. Yeah. yeah it was but <clears throat> this is not to say like Lamarckian evolution is like, right but over time there is a huge part of your genome that is there but the the environment your environment triggers it right and they have realized in studies even parents so in studies on mice i should say um they can give parents both um like fatty diets high calorie diets whatever and also then let some exercise and some don't and the parents that exercise end up having kids or baby mice that are better at processing their diets. So like, Hmm. even if they don't exercise, Hmm. so it is like possible to transfer down those kind of like behavioral epigenetic factors. Yeah. Epigenetics is kind of Lamarckian. Yeah, it kind of is, but you're right. It's not like, Oh, if I scratch my nails down, the next generation is going to have filed nails. Yeah. Or it's like, that's just not how (laughs) evolution works on like small scales in general. Yeah, But in terms of aging, this book, at least and this expert in the field says studies put genetic influence of aging at around 10 to 25%, Mm. meaning like you're, that's how you sell your book babe well meaning that your (laughs) dna isn't like all binding no i'm just laughing because it's like you know it's like it's like it would be shitty if you're trying to write this book and it's genetic well no but there's so many studies on twins being like if you take identical twins and one's a smoker and one is not they will age at different rates right and i think that's like intuitively true to most people and a nice example of showing you know, that might be an extreme example, but there's lots of little factors that can impact how fast you age, the way that changes your body and the way you look. And then hormesis is interesting. It's like that. It's just, everything's a bell curve vibes. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. too much stress, bad, too little stress. I was just like thinking, I was reading about time, um, time management. And they, they found that 
you know, if you don't have, if you're like a parent and you have a really high intensity job and you feel like you don't have a lot of time, you feel sad. But then people who have lives who are like entrepreneurs who have all the time in the world also feel sad because mm-hmm. they don't have any yeah. drive. They have no, there's no boss telling them what too to easy do. Or like, yeah, yeah. And it's like you need to be in the middle. It's like that reminds me of like what like with hormesis. It's kind of like, yeah. Okay, so now what I'm gonna explain is like why all this research might be really bad, <laughs> and oh. it's just it's just a like. Um, sociology like essay but what they were saying it's like about justice and it's saying essentially the thesis is that as western countries continue to do this research they're just ignoring the fact that so many poor people are dying so young and Mm. there's simple interventions that could be used to prolong the life of people currently who are dying dying at the age of 40 yeah and i was like that's that's totally interesting yeah. yeah like but Okay, I'll let you speak more on it, but I or I just want to like I'm not going to play devil's advocate in a bad way, but all I mean is it a little bit sounds like me when it was like an expansion into like resources for NASA that's like billions of dollars and people are like why aren't we spending that here but not really like research is interconnected and just because they're scientists yeah. studying the lifespan past 80 doesn't mean there aren't and should be money also going to those studying interventions to make people live longer who are dying at 40, they don't have to cancel each other out. No, they, they don't, but it exist. can be interesting to think of why people are so interested in mm-hmm. that for themselves. Fair. It's, then when like, there's so many people who don't like have the privilege. It's a privilege That's check. Fair. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, um, it came out, they came down with three reasons why they think this type of research could like be more menacing than we realize. You're right. Of course, this can lead to breakthroughs in so many different types of medicine. This is pro- that's what I mean. This is like a sociology essay about like pretty much like the structures of the world, like mm-hmm. being unfair and not really like working because even breakthroughs in medicine in the West is for a subset of people. And yeah. in many ways, people that's who can fair. afford it. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just hearing about the new Alzheimer's drug. Like it's not even that effective, and in America, it's fifty-eight thousand dollars a year to have an Alzheimer's drug. It's, it's a drug that, um, de- like, yeah, like in some pretty early trials, it mm-hmm. like decreases the like rate of Alzheimer's happening in people. But that expense, right, was like what? Who like can, that's crazy. Who like can have yeah, this. Yeah. These breakthroughs in science like don't trickle down to something that if you're not loaded you can't mm-hmm. afford if it's like i mean small scale do they do they i don't know like we'll see in the future yeah that's like true. obviously like any technology when it first is available and not widespread is expensive yeah i'm not justifying like i totally hear your point that that sometimes is only driven by capital and by money and that's the only reason those drugs are being studied in the first place because they're like we can make a shit ton of money yeah where you're saying like yeah there's like other simple solutions that can't make as much money but could actually save way more people yeah or they give a better maybe quality make, of they life probably maybe even make more money now it's just that there is like maybe not as much interest actually i don't really i think where there's money works. to be made there's yeah, interest no that's true it's but okay. just like interventions like sanitation you know what i mean and like yeah that's literally hygiene. one of them yeah they're like low literally low tech things that could be done mm-hmm. Essentially, just like um, many of the countries in south of the Sahara and Africa, the life expectancy is 40, whereas the average lifespan in rich and developed countries is 70 to 80 years. So like ethically spending time figuring Mm -hmm. out how to make people in those countries live longer, um, they think it's just going to continue to fragment society. That like from, they were like, if they were like birds, like if an alien came and looked at the world, they'd be like, this is a fragmented society. And like if immortality or increased life expectancy is good, it is doubtful ethics okay wait 
it's like, is that worth doing if we can't provide for all? Totally, yeah. And then it's like, as a variation, like they think that maybe by totally, I meant just like I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not, life I'm not saying it's worth doing. No, no. Like that life extension technology is like really interesting to think about when we know the answers to make certain parts of the population be able to live as long, mm-hmm. but they're not being done, and there's not much interest in them. Then the living forever one and living longer. There, there was this like they called it relational dimension that like living longer is valuable only if it results in living longer in meaningful relations or like quality of life. Yeah. And that quality, yeah. Quality of time outweighs quantity of time. The real ethical challenge for aging societies therefore should be how to improve the conditions for life as a Mm. community, not stop the aging process. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. I thought was also interesting. And then the last thing was that the, is like about the meaning of life. Like there's always a notion that human beings miss the essence of life by focusing on the preservation of their ego. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, it's been found that like literally like living modestly and the ability to give priority and like helping other people to flourish is what makes people feel happy and meaningful. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it was just like really interesting way of being like, if you're looking at this research for the wrong reasons, you might actually not be even living a fulfilling life. Totally. Constantly trying to like bring longevity to your own when really like, you know, life is, you're going to die. And like, what is, it was really interesting because I'm like, yeah, like you wouldn't necessarily see the menacing aspects of this from like a like happiness perspective yeah you know what i mean like it's like you're actually just trying to prolong like dates in your life right which could be meaningless well stick ignoring maybe yeah Yeah, in fact it could be like ostracizing you from the community because you're trying to live longer than essentially like everyone else it was interesting it was it was super interesting and I, so, I agree. Like, it's not like you should stop the research, but it's like a, it's a check of the research of like, totally. what is the point of this. And the hardest part is that, you know, and maybe this is like a little bit of a naive view, but in my mind, I'm like, you know, the, the shitty part is the sort of like these companies are trying to capitalize on m- drugs and money and whatever. But then you think on my inside, I'm like, but I, I feel that most of the scientists doing the work probably care and have like, <laughs> have noble hopes for like why these drugs can also be useful in other spaces. Like with the exercise video I'm doing, realizing that, I don't know, like it doesn't just have to be, it's not about being the most jacked. Like they're not, it's like we live in a world where there is a lot of problems and it could look bad to be developing an exercise drug, but at the same time that could end up helping a lot of people in spaces totally. and that research opens doors and to discover a lot of other things yeah about how no, the human body works i totally so like agree I'm studying not, yeah. why cells die and how we can stop them doesn't only mean we're understanding how to live longer it can actually mean we're understanding the biology of like how cancer. to take care of yeah. our cells and body i totally hear you and agree that like we should be focusing on the quality of life and especially the people in this world that don't have the privilege to live like to 80 and beyond because for whatever variety of reasons like that is a huge injustice well i think also it's just i think that you could say the scientists have the best intention but it's one of those funny things about science where it's like it's just a very closed off group from society and a lot of it it's like scientific breakthroughs are fascinating they're exciting they get you money they get you mm-hmm. fame they get you totally. like yeah everyone like falls new in the information of, yeah. is always going to be valuable in science mm-hmm. and i think that one thing that a lot of scientists lack and i and i um see this just from experience with like our peers and stuff is the understanding of like culture and society and mm-hmm. like 
that is just something that's fair yeah. that is so interesting because science and society are like they're literally in tandem they're designed mm-hmm. the same way that science impacts society so much in fact like most of society is based around science that sometimes you've it, it, it's okay I always talk about Nature Magazine, but it's like, I'll use an example. You literally read it and you start with opinions from people mm-hmm. about society. They're scientists, but they're just like giving their opinion. It's very heady. Then you get into the headlines where they're talking, trying to link really intense science to society, like COVID, like what has it done to mm-hmm. like literally like shipping vessels and mm-hmm. all these things and climate change. And you're like, literally like that Amazon thing. Let's look at these really intense research and then I'll just link it to indigenous people. And then at the end, you got the actual like science articles science. that are in no way connected. Like at the very things. end of the yeah. discussion, they go, it's really important that we think about this because maybe it'll do this. Right. And you realize it's like, okay, there are so many scientists just doing the end part of nature that are so in the weeds and they're so mm-hmm. important. But, and you it's almost kind those, of what our like, job social is. Like, on yeah, the, outside the people also. like on that periphery in some ways are so much more valuable, but they're not necessarily considered as legit in the science world. Right. And they're not, the scientific community isn't designed to reward those people. Like it's not designed to reward people to be yeah. like, we Make actually need justice and, yeah. over a breakthrough. Right. Like yeah. we have the means to help people live longer currently on the planet. We're not doing it because of capitalism. Mm -hmm. Like you're a scientist. You might be like, what? And then you are like, well, that's an economics issue. That's not my issue. Like it's just, it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's also very confusing, but I just think science is so amazing and so flawed in so many ways. Yeah, it is. And I mean, on, on obviously the world is complex. Like I think if you were to ask most people, at least most good people and pose that question to them, we, would hopefully all be saying, yes, we should putting all the resources towards helping the people that actually don't have the same opportunities versus like expanding my life by two years in my eighties. And it's so sad. Like there are all these like plans, you know, for vaccination uh, against diseases, all this money that has been like promised. I was just reading recently about how under the target of money that was supposed to be given to the world for, helping with these diseases that we can eradicate like because of covid and many other things it's just all fallen short like Mm -hmm. the western wealthy countries have become economically a little bit more greedy as the world becomes more quote unquote unstable Mm -hmm. which is like not whether it is or isn't i don't understand economically all i know from what i've just recently read is that the amount of money that was supposed to be given in 2022 like to this point is not it's like Mm -hmm. 1.8 billion dollars under what like you know back in 2018 a bunch of countries signed to give right and it kind of makes you wonder like okay one way like that money like we probably could give that money you know what i mean like there has to be a reason why we're not and i don't think the reason why we're not is rooted in like anything other than greed yeah that's fair yeah so what do we do? Like kick out all the politicians? <laughs> Get no, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's just I don't know what the solution to any of this. Yeah. Is so like. if anyone like has the solution to the world's no, problems, yeah. it's just it's so complex. And yeah, I think it's that is the bad part because I think even I go into a mode of being like, but hopefully it's you know slowly chugging forward, and hopefully like I I you know we always talk about how yeah I'm you're more optimistic, optimistic for the future i'm pessimistic yeah. in the now, now and i'm and optimistic opposite. in the now and pessimistic for the future yeah and i'm always like okay but there you know <laughs> if we look over history like 
there is better access to sanitation and hy- uh, yeah. hygiene and water access. Like, yeah. of course, like, yes, there are still such major problems, but there are major initiatives all around the world trying to make a difference. But it, it, and hopefully that continues. And hopefully these breakthroughs that might seem a little self-indulgent can trickle yeah. into other spaces. Yeah. And we have seen that, right? Like even, and I know this is like, like vaccines totally. And, and research in fields, do cross contaminate in a good way. Yeah. Like sometimes something that was for NASA in space is now literally yeah. on earth, giving people access to the internet, you know yeah. what I mean? Or water, could literally be also water purification. Yeah. yeah. So that's my hope is yeah. that that continues and that there are enough good people out there to like continue doing those good things. I think from the macro view, it's actually way too overwhelming that it is like, the thing to do is to just be a human in your local community or whatever that is, whether it's your city, your country, you're just like yeah. your neighborhood and like vote. How can you <laughs> vote vote for sure? But how can you actually just do something that can help people in some way or coordinate around something that you care about? Have you seen I saw like we're gonna end here, but it was just like a clip from John Early and Kate Bryant special where like it ends and she's just it's just like a quote of her being like I think that self-care is the key to all the world's problems <laughs> as a joke like yeah obviously as a joke like it's so funny because it's like that is kind of like what That's you what end up doing like you're when you're like a rich westerner you're just like you talk about these things you think about it and then you're like self-care like we all yeah. get to like congratulate ourselves for doing self-care yeah which is so funny I'm gonna go have a bath okay I said, peace. Okay, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.